0: This week on The Big Show, the Oscars are over and what a historic night it was for diversity in Hollywood. Joining us to share their perspectives are film critics Shereen Nicole and Kevin Sampson. Plus, we'll have entertainment news from BlackFilm.com's Wilson Morales, as well as reviews, including Greta. All on the latest episode of Keeping It Real with Film Gordon. Let's go.
1: Bring a score, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Don't oh, fuck you and all your expectations. I don't even want your congratulations. I recognize your false confidence and calculated promises. All in your conversation. I hate people that feel entitled. Look at me crazy because I ain't invite you. Oh, you important, you the moral to the story. You for them. I don't even like you. Corrupt a man's heart with a gift. That's how you find out who you're dealing with. It's my percentage who I'm building with. I want the credit
0: if I'm losing or no, I'm winning. on oh, my mama, that's the relegation. Really All right, and welcome to the latest episode of Keeping It Real with Film Gordon. I am Tim Gordon, a heavily animated Tim Gordon. Much too much animated Tim Gordon. Uh, the Oscars are over. Man, Sunday night was off the chain. We're going to have a couple of people coming by a little later on to give us their perspective as well as to share my own. Uh, Shareena Cole from Adobe Radio as well as Kevin Sampson from Picture Lock uh, is going, are going to stop by to chat it up with Charles and I. Um, also, coming up a little later on in the show, Oscar-winning director Neil Jordan is back with his latest film, the psychological thriller Greta. I think you want to stick around and hear what I have to say about that film. And Wilson Morales will also stop by uh, to give us what's going on in entertainment this week, and he he may have some Oscar feedback as well. All that's coming up momentarily. But before we get to Wilson, you telling me about uh,
2: Charles? You telling me about Will Smith, man? What has happened with Will Smith and Suicide Squad? Well, the news has is that Will Smith is now out of Suicide Squad sequel because of conflicts, scheduling conflicts and this is this so they have no idea what they're going to do as far as deadshot in the second movie maybe they'll do somebody else you're talking about his, the recast in the recast so man, that's that's sad man i liked will in that role man that was sad it was one of his better roles i mean he made 750 million dollars in that role in the, for the movie wow. so hey wow well you know well there it is
0: man i mean there's news on top of news and i hate to steal wilson's thunder let's go straight to wilson right now let's man because wilson he may have had something say, on this as well wilson uh welcome to the show man
3: that's good to be on um as far as will smith i don't know you know he's got a, he's got a lot of things happening obviously he's getting ready to start promoting aladdin um and at the same time who knows You know, when it comes to the world of DC, you know there's always changes in the actors. Obviously, we know that Ben Affleck is no longer going to play Batman, and you know they're constantly changing gears. And you know now that they've had a successful Wonder Woman, as well as Aquaman, and you know they've got Captain Shazam coming up. Who knows where the trajectory may go at this point?
0: Yeah, man. Wow, that's unfortunate, man. Wow, that's interesting, man. So I'm assuming that they're going to want to keep that character. End and they'll probably have to recast. It'll be a little strange, but eh, you know it's, it's it's been done before, so it's not like this is new.
3: Yeah, yeah, or you know, like or they could do like Bumblebee. You know, like less characters makes it easier because at the end of the day, you know, if you have to ask anybody, can you name me all of the characters from that first film? There's no way you're going to get everybody right. Right. Now you're right. You're right.
0: Well, Wilson, man, you know, this is our first show, man, since Oscar night, man. You got anything, man, for me?
3: You know, Oscar Night was a was a historic achievement within black cinema. Obviously, uh since the great year we had in twenty eighteen, it reflected it it reflected that in the awards. We had seven winners, uh, including Spike Lee finally getting a competitive Oscar. Uh, you know, you've got Hannah Bleacher winning an Oscar and Ruth Carter winning an Oscar first time African-Americans have won in those respective categories, costume design and production design. Um, You know, it it was a good achievement. You know, Peter Jackson also won an Oscar for co-producing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, you know, people were upset in regards to the Best Picture winner, but, you know, you can't please everybody at the same time. You know, last year's The Shape of Water won Best Picture, and you had your gripes there. But I think a lot more people are talking about Green Book and Roma Um, especially you're going to get it when you have Black Klansmen involved, you have Black Panther involved. You know, at the end of the day, the voters decided, you know, to go with what they like as opposed to what they read.
0: Man, see, that's why I'll bring Wilson Morales on the show from BlackFilm.com, man, because Wilson is nothing if he is not the cinematic politician, man. That dude right there, that was the best answer um, (laughs) because I didn't really, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I mean, we talked ad nauseum about you know flaws and issues that we had with uh you know not just screen book but with roma as well um i'm going to talk a little bit about my feelings about bohemian rhapsody which which bothered me more so than anything else on sunday night because you know if it was tim's ballot, bohemian rhapsody would not even have been a best picture nominee less more the, the the film that won the most oscars on on uh sunday night I, I, mm. great performance by rami malek he absolutely deserved everything he got. The fact queen opens the show Bohemian, well, come on man, stop it
3: but you know, but stop this is what goes to show social media uh you know, you know the, the the days where Twitter becomes judge and jury are starting to end because as much as social media hated uh bohemian and as well as critics, you know you can't explain the over eight hundred million dollars that that movie's made worldwide you know so like when these movies play well especially Green Book you know for all the talk that they did people just watch the movie and they like it as it is going in there and not reading what they have to say and segueing in a way out of the Oscars look at the upside Kevin Hart's new movie just made $100 million at the box office domestically here's a movie that was made two and a half years ago has a 39% Rotten Tomatoes and yet has been bringing in audiences week after week to gross $100 million. And and this is a movie that that did not get released during Martin Luther King weekend. It got released before that. And generally speaking, movies get released, movies that get released within the first two weeks of the year are usually horror films, animated films, action films, war films. This is a straight up dramedy. More drama than comedy. You know, but Kevin Hart, especially despite the whole hosting, non-hosting duties, controversies that he faced, people still came out to see him and support him more so than ever.
0: So basically, Wilson, what you're saying in a very nice and educated way is that there's a huge disconnect between the thoughts of film critics and the thoughts of the public.
3: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> going to I love Wilson That was a Michael Cohen
0: answer Yes <laughs>
3: <laughs> You know yeah, As much as I want to explain it in the, in, the, you know, in the layman's terms You basically put it right There's a huge disconnect The people speak for themselves You know They're going to go see it That movie has an A cinema score You know So no matter what we say You know I, I just remember the days When Transformer was horrible But when it make, when it brings in A billion dollars At the box office I got to keep my mouth quiet <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, this is all about show business.
2: <laughs> hey, Wilson, I think I have the answer for the whole question is why don't we just create a popular Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> no but wait a minute but
0: but but i think I think what Wilson is saying, and that what we've talked about privately, and Charles and I, Wilson, and I and other critics, is that. I tell people all the time that films that are made for two different reasons, right? They're commercial films, and then they're films that are what I call prestige films—the films that play during award season. Sometimes the two kind of blend together. You've had Lord of the Rings was a film that was a, a film that critics loved, but the public loved as well. Um, but but it doesn't happen a lot, and I think a lot of times people get turned off with the Academy Awards because. You know, this year we had Black Panther in there, uh, which is a film that made ooh, gobs of money. I'm trying to think: was there another film? Was there any other films that were in the race that were like big box office hits?
3: Yeah, it's the first time you've had three films that made over two hundred million dollars domestically. Who, you had Black Panther, what? you had Bohemian, you had A Star Is Born.
0: Oh, okay, all right. So, okay, so 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 you understand what I'm getting at? So the public once a star is born and black Panther to get more acclaim because those are the films that are very popular with the public while the, the Romas and the favorites and green book and all these other films are films that people, eh. so I just, it's hard, Wilson. It's hard to try to, to, to find that, that soft spot, that, that, that place in the Venn diagram where the public and the critics can kind of live and we can all coexist together.
3: Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, like, it, it's no different than the Grammys, where you have artistic music, as, as a, you know, in the same, uh, same competition with popular music, you know. So when you look at these movies that were nominated, eight of them, half of those movies are what the people chose, what the people wanted. We wanted Black Panther to get in. Not necessarily, you know, everybody wants them to win, you know, you go around asking people, it's like, oh, okay, uh, Green Book falls in the middle. Green Book falls into the, like, I didn't like it, and I did like it. You know, same thing for Roma. Roma, you know, uh, for intent purposes, it was that artistic film that people wanted. And, and at the end of the day, you know, the voters have to ask themselves, is this the best picture? And then, that's, you know, for those who don't know the politics of the Oscars, there's the, the voting system. You know, like, I'm going to give this my first vote, my second vote, and so forth. So we don't know who ended up, you know, how much of the vote was it that Green Book won by
0: So one of the things that was just uh, told to me a couple of days ago, and I saw it verified today, is that we I think we need to explain to people how the vote comes about for the Academy, right? So there are, I'm not sure exactly how many branches. So every category has a branch, right? So there's a costume branch, a makeup branch, a production design branch, et cetera, right? Every branch has to nominate, excuse me, within their branch, and then they all get to vote for the five five best picture candidates, right? Well,
3: I think everybody votes. I think when it comes to the picture, I think... Well, no, no, I'm not talking...
0: I'm talking about during the nominating process. They all get to nominate five films, but at the end, everybody votes for everything after the nominations have been announced. Mm -hmm. But I think the public doesn't really understand that even though the Oscars can go up to 10 films... They only allow them to nominate five, not 10. So I think part of the reason why you have certain movies that never have a shot, right? Like we talk about documentaries, like, you know, or things of that nature. is because if people have five films, for the most part, the voters are working. And I always explain this to people. You're asking Regina King, right, to be an Oscar voter. Regina King has been on the set of If Bill She Can Talk, whatever, Seven Seconds, whatever other project. She's working. So it's not like Regina King is Wilson Morales or Charles Kirkland or Tim Gordon, and she goes to screenings three, four times a week. Regina King's on the set. With the rest of these uh the everybody else in the academy who's either in front of the camera or behind the camera, so Wilson to me, one of the things, and I remember telling this to Cheryl Moon Isaacs when she was president, and I met her. I said, "You probably need to have a film critic branch, I mean because we would be the branch that has seen all the movies in a way that you guys hadn't and well, yeah,
3: that's why we have all these uh, that's why we that's why we that's why we matter in the beginning. I think if you were like a strategist. You know, the way to get your film in the race is if you know how the game is played, you start off with the press, because obviously, you know, between NBR and the Golden Globes and the New York Film Critics and the Los Angeles Film Critics, since those are the main outlets to get coverage and prestige, you want to work with them to say, okay, get my film in the race. Get them mentioned, because at least they're going to go worldwide. Uh, Golden Globes has always been the first one because they're the first televised award show. And for those voters who live in the middle of the country where they're not in L.A. or New York where they can get catered to see a film, they're only going to go by the screeners. So when you're getting like 80 to 100 screeners, you're not going to see all of them. You don't have time. You know, Like you said, they're probably working within the business. So you're going to uh, whittle it down to what are the films that people are talking about? Who's in contention? You know, you're going to be looking online and see what some of these experts are saying. What are the critics are saying? So you're going to you know, take out maybe... 15 of those 80 movies and narrow it from
0: there. Right. All right, Wilson. So we got about less than two minutes to go, man. Uh, Next year's Oscars are going to happen on February the 9th, 2020. Um, How soon do you think we hear that the dominoes are going to start to fall, that the Golden Globes will move. The Critics' Choice, of course, won't announce probably for about another four months. But the Globes are going to be huge because if the Globes moves, as I anticipate, into December, it is going to throw the entire award season into chaos. It really will be.
3: Oh, yeah, because now people are going to start positioning themselves to be released in October, November, just to be in a conversation because you cannot come out too late uh, once you have a heavy hitter film like the Irish man, which has Scorsese, De Niro, and Pacino Any film that has that doesn't have that sort of status are going to need to come out early to get to start building that momentum You know marketing wise critic wise people wise You know so like you can't wait to the last minute because by that point we would have seen enough movies to make our decisions already you're not going to hold that slot waiting. You'll hold the slot waiting for Scorsese like they did a couple of years ago when he released the Japanese movie, and it didn't get that much nominations. But nevertheless, they still waited for him to finish it up. Everybody else is like, mm, I don't know. If Beale Street uh, waited until the like, end of the year like it did to be released, you lose out. Luckily, Regina King had that status and likability that she prevailed uh, to win, even though she didn't get a SAG nomination.
0: Well, that that waiting game is not going to work this year. You can try that late December thing if you want to. You're going to be in trouble. But, Wilson, let us run right now, man. But before we go, man, let people know where they can follow you, man, on social media.
3: You can find me over at BlackFilm.com, which is the same words you use for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
0: All right, my brother. It is always a pleasure, man. We will get up and talk, my friend. All
3: right. We will talk. Take
0: care. All right. You take care. And, of course, that is Wilson Morales, editor-in-chief of BlackFilm.com. Uh, who comes on with us at the top of every show. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back with more fallout from Sunday night's Oscars. You guys keep it where you got it. You're listening to The Big Show here at 96.3 HD4 and that's dcradio.gov and we'll be right back.
4: About the chaos, the knockouts out there who I call my buddy. Wait now just wait. we gonna talk about buddy on this plate. But before we let the hurt out the gate, make sure all the levels are straight out. The jungle, the jungle, the brothers, the brothers. Daylight, so on a roll. Black yeah. medallion. Yeah. Jim Browski must wear a cap Just in case the young girl likes to clap Ain't both the win, but before I begin I initiate the body with the slap and I drop the beat For the fighting from a child called Quest When I see Buddy, I will never half-step I just do her tribal style and then check The Buddy that I like is to be sexy and nice Just good enough for the one they call Fife A brown skin Buddy with shoulder length here
0: Alright, and welcome back to the show And of course, that was... De La Soul, that we're going to be featuring all show long. De La is embroiled in the middle of a uh, a campaign, a boycott campaign with Tommy Boy. All of their, cat, their back catalog is now coming to streaming. Uh, but Tommy Boy, according to the contract, the sign is keeping 90% of the revenue and only giving De La Soul 10%. So there is a hashtag that's trending now called Tommy Boycott. Got it from Nas himself So Nas passed it to me I'm passing it to you All I gotta say is read the contract Hey man it's hard man So having said that about boycotting This one next guest we will not be boycotting Amen. This brother right here I call him my heart My own Kevin Hart It's Sam's Kevin Sampson. Welcome to the show brother
5: What's going on man
0: uh, Thanks for having me on Oh, and I forgot, man. This dude right here is the founder, head capo, the big dog over at Picture Lock. So, Picture Lock got a huge staff, but Kevin is in charge of all that. So, yeah,
5: man, I appreciate I appreciate you throwing that in there. Thank you, thank you. Contact, oh, contact. He,
0: <laughs> and he's also the founder of the DC Black Film Fest as well. He's coming coming to you this August here in the nation's capital. What's going there on? There
5: we Saps? go. Uh, yeah, man. Um, and actually, the. You know, we got our open call for entries going on right now. So definitely, if any uh, filmmakers folks are listening, uh, please dcbff.org dot org for more information. All right, my bad. All, All right, so yeah, yeah, I, I didn't. I, that wasn't a time for a commercial,
0: <laughs> but that was good though. So that means we won't have to do it at the end. Thanks. Um, we're gonna right. go. <laughs> we gonna go from independent films that my brother is promoting to the big stage on Sunday night. Uh, Kevin was one of the people who called me While I was uh, the the day after Um, I had a lot of opinions man But it's not about me right now Kevin what did you think about Sunday night's Historic night for, for what I call Donald Trump's worst nightmare you know, for the African-Americans, people of African descent, and the Mexican-Americans. <laughs> Don't
2: forget the Egyptians. Oh, absolutely. Right, 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 right.
0: Oh, look, look at yeah. all the people. Build
2: that wall now. <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Right.
5: Yeah, man. You know, I, I, I honestly, this was the most fun I had in the, at watching the Oscars in a long time. In fact, I thought to myself when it ended, I said, okay, I think next year I'm going to do an Oscar party again. Because, I mean, I had just gotten sullied to the Oscars. Um, over time, it got really trite, but I think them uh, the the thing I mean, it 's funny you mentioned Kevin Hart, but the Kevin Hart controversy landed the academy where they didn 't have a host, and that worked for them. I felt like the focus stayed on film, um, and things were just kept moving. But what I noticed was that pressure that the host feels to either A, be funny, um, have a witty moment, things like that, was gone. And you can feel that as an audience member, that they have like that nervous energy to keep the show going. But without a host, like the show just kept moving. So I thought that was a, a good move for the Academy. Um, one of the biggest things I took away was I felt as though we really were able to see a changing of the guard, um, just in terms of the more diverse uh, winners Um, and and many times I was just I was saying on Facebook like you know live posting I was just like you know it's a little bit too early but right now the Academy is getting it right and that's you know except for you know we'll get to best picture (laughs) but I felt like throughout the night like I was like wow they actually watched the movies this year like because if it wasn't somebody that I feel like personally as a film critic that I would have chosen I still felt like but they were deserving. And so, um, I, you know, I thought it was a, a, definitely a change of pace. I feel like, you know, the changes that are being made in the Academy are starting to come through, and we saw that on Sunday.
0: All right, so it needs to be said, so I'm going to say it again. Um, I hosted, of course, the, uh, the and the winner is uh, Oscar night party for DC's Film Society, which I've been doing now for probably like seven years. And one of the things that drove me absolutely batty is I absolutely abhorred, that's the word I want to use, detested the opening of the mm. Oscars this year. The fact that Queen <laughs> was allowed a slot to do a medley of hits in the same year that Bohemian Rhapsody was a best picture nomination. And then I guess a couple of years, you know, I, and people got mad at me when I said, you, uh, you remember me saying this at the party, like, so, yeah. so I guess it's cool to have Queen perform, but I guess when Straight out of Compton was a nominee a couple of years ago, we couldn't get N.W.A. to reform They have Ice Cube, Easy. Well, you wouldn't have Easy. If Easy E showed up, you should run. Yeah, yeah. Dr. J, MC Ren. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That would be funny. But but that was one of my issues because, again, think about it for a second. Every year at the Academy Awards, the only performances that are allowed are usually – uh, the performances of the five song, nominated right. songs, right? Why is there a random performance from a group that a biopic was done for? I, I didn't understand that at all. I'm I'm still, nobody still explained that to me, why that was allowed this year. And don't come to me and tell me that Kendrick Lamar didn't perform, so we needed the fifth song. Kendrick Lamar dropped out on Friday. So it wasn't like you, you had enough time to, hey, Queen, You got 24 hours, man. Y'all need to get here, rehearse your set, and open the Oscars on Sunday. Man, that thing was planned way in
2: advance. Trust me. So that was problem number one. I hate to say this, but before you go into it, if that was planned, that was a weak performance. I have to say that Queen did not play very well at the Oscars on, on, on that night. I thought it was a weak performance. Uh, Ke- uh- Adam yeah. Lambert Adam Lambert, just doesn't have the chops that that of course Freddie Mercury had, and it showed in that performance. I thought it was a poor performance to to, to even start the Oscars I mean, we, all against the fact that there was a musical performance starting the Oscars. I thought it was a pretty poor performance like, anyway. what, what are we the Grammy's band? this is how we start the Oscars yeah. now
0: so so go ahead kevin no,
5: i I agree with Charles because um that's and that's something that I was talking to you about Tim is I think Adam Lambert was not the guy. Um, there there's plenty of other singers that have star power that could have brought it mm-hmm. uh, but not only that like I would have even rather seen uh, um, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper start things off because at least they were in the film they sang the song them- themselves and, and what they gave us was actually a, a really memorable moment you could tell that they weren't just kind of um, singing the scene when they performed the shallows but um, they actually kind of performed and acted in their character and everybody kind of... That would have been, to me, if you had to start off with like one of these right. songs and one of these performances, right. that would have been the way to start it off. All
0: right, Absolutely. all right, no, all right. Okay, so so I've got that ran out of the way. I want to pivot because we got about seven minutes because I want to talk about this. Um, my other issue, and, and I said this in the last segment, I thought, honestly, that of all the movies that were nominated... The weakest of the eight nominees was the film that won the most awards on Sunday night while Queen was sitting in the audience. Now, I'm not saying that there was some tomfoolery at Price Cooper Waterhouse. (laughs) I'm just saying that mm, it looks a little suspicious on a night when people thought Black Panther, Roma, other movies would emerge to the forefront. Black Panther did win three. Uh Roma I know won at least 3, three. cuz I know Roma I mean uh Corleone won like like Quaron, whatever you, you, what, that's yeah. his name what <laughs> Quaron, Corleone.
2: Um, you got the Godfather he won, the
0: he, best won director. he won uh you know he won best director he won cinematography and he also won uh it an original screenplay Yeah cuz yes. Spike Lee won yes. adapted screenplay right. All right so okay so but but the nah, fact nah,
2: nah original went the green book though
0: Oh, original, you're right. Was, um, you're
2: right. It was original Greek. He won. It, he won it for cinematography. He won cinematography, director, and what was the third one? I could have sworn he won the third one because he had three Oscars
0: now.
5: And best for best. best foreign language. Oh, best for language. language. All right,
0: so cool. You got it. Thank you. So, so the fact that I thought that Bohemian Rhapsody won four Oscars was, did, didn't sit well with me. And we were we were all sitting in the room. You, Charles was there. We were sitting in the room. I was like, "Come on, man! Really?
2: Seriously? Bohemian Rhapsody again?" But outside of the the Best Actor category, they were a really technical <sighs> Oscars. I mean, we're talking about sound mixing, sound editing, where they won both. Yeah, I mean, and,
5: and that's and that's one of oh, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think that's one of the things. Like it, like uh, Charles was saying, is like it, it was a technical award. And honestly, when you go into a film and you feel like you're at a concert that is due to the sound mixing the sound editing like the way that you know the sound bounces around in the different speakers um and even the fact that they have to record it or if they're playing the music over the top of you know the film like that, that there is a lot of technique that went to that so i, I don't think that 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 necessarily was a bad call. I think if they had gotten, you know, best picture, that would have been a bad call. And I Absolutely. hope we get
3: to what did
5: <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> Okay and, and I think I think Tim's hater is coming from the fact that he wanted Christian Bale to win best actor <laughs> oh, I did. over um, over but, Rami Malek. But,
0: but I understood that that Rami was surging, but the shock of the night was the woman who won the Screen Actors Guild, the Critics' Choice Awards, and the Golden Globe losing loses. on Oscar night. And, and again, everybody around me was like, well, she was good. I said, everybody that got nominated was good, but Glenn Close, right. how do you not win? Russell Williams texted me during the show. He was like, Man, she must have really pissed somebody off. I said, apparently she did. Obviously. <laughs> wow,
2: saying, Olivia Coleman's performance was a supporting actress performance
0: Formance, in that right. movie. For, right, right, right. For,
2: in, in all honesty,
0: which is really funny because Mahershala Ali's performance was a was lead, lead man was a lead performance.
5: <laughs> so, <laughs> right, <no> exactly. <laughs> but wait a minute.
0: Yeah, let but, let but, us but, not but, forget. Hold on a second. Charles is going to say something, but let me say this first. Let us not forget that the coolest moment of the night is when I screamed like a little girl <laughs> when my friend Kevin Wilmot's name got announced on television that he won an Oscar for as for, 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 one of the four writers for Black But I was like, man, we got another Oscar winner that comes on our show, man. That is hot.
5: Yeah, that's
2: the that Kevin Willard.
0: See, see, look at Kevin. Kevin, Kevin Kevin's thought, not I getting I thought you were going to
2: say Ruthie Carter when she won. Oh man, was, Ru- you Ruthie screamed Carter, like a girl for that too. Oh, I
0: did scream for a girl. Yeah, yeah, Ruthie Carter, man. But see, Ruthie Carter, I had a feeling that she was going to, she was going to win. Her Mahershala and uh, Regina, I thought, were pretty Silent much box. in there. Yeah. Hannah Beechler winning. I thought that was a great speech, even though the guy. Who was standing next to her just got a chance to say nothing. He 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 tried to holler out. I want to thank my crew, and they killed this
5: mic (laughs) and music. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. But those those were really cool wins. I think the Ruthie Carter was more of a lifetime achievement award um, because you know uh, she's been doing excellent work for you know so many years, and so it's kind of cool that on the same night that uh, you know the guy that gave her her start finally gets his oscar she gets an oscar as well so you know i, I think that was well done it was well overdue um but you know definitely well done so kevin
0: can i ask you a question man because you know and, and i want to tell you and tell me if you ever remember this happening before when has somebody ever won an oscar an honorary oscar and then like two years later win a real oscar Like, don't you normally get the Lifetime Achievement Award at the end of your career when you know you have no shot of ever winning another real Oscar? Only the Academy. Really, Academy? Yeah. Wow. I was like, word. Yeah, man. They gave Spike Lee an honorary Oscar two years ago. Two years ago. Like, like, they're saying, Spike, we acknowledge that you've had a tremendous (laughs) career two years ago. And then last Sunday,
5: they was like, Oh, dang, he's back. He's back. <laughs> right. Wow. You know, I think the thing about, again, even think about where we were um, two years ago, you know, with uh, Oscar So White uh, kind of, you know, being a little still hot or whatever. And I think, like I said, we had that changing of the guard as of this past Sunday um, in which we see, okay some things are actually starting to change you know this overhaul of you know bringing in new academy academy members um, and so I think that the old guard said, you know, we're going to give you this honorary joint, but you're never going to get one. And <laughs> right. then and, 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 within the course of the two years, things changed up and people are like, um... Surprise! No, no, we didn't do and
0: I thought the coolest moment of that, we got less than a minute, the coolest moment was having his Morehouse classmate, Sam, Samuel L. Jackson, Announce it so I, he can I'm leap, leap into his arms. <laughs> um, I don't mind Spike right. leaping into Samuel L. Jackson's arms, but must you wrap your legs around Sam? Yeah. That was a bit much. <laughs> wearing a purple outfit.
2: Especially in that purple. <laughs> <laughs> so small. Hey, hey, he was wearing purple for
0: Prince. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Kevin, we got to run, man. But before we go, man, let folks know where they can follow you on social media, man, in 13 seconds
5: yeah uh check me out everything is at PictureLockShow show um on whatever social media you uh enjoy so just hit me up there picturelockshow.com
0: all right K- sams uh it's always a pleasure brother thanks for stopping through man and spending a moment of your time on the big show
6: <laughs>
5: my
0: pleasure <laughs> all right man we're gonna take another break right now and we're coming back with the Shireen Nicole from Adobe Radio. You guys keep it where you got it. You're listening to Keeping It Real with Film Gordon. We'll be right back.
2: Hi, I'm Kevin Wilmot, and you're listening to the big show, Keeping It Real with Film Gordon. Plug
4: one, plug two, one, plug two, one, plug two, plug one. In any art of service, prerogative, prerogative praised positively, I'm acquitted. I'm a, I'm a, I'm enemies publicly I'm shame my utility. My, after the me. battle, after they battle admit since I'm with it. it. Simply sued, soo- well, well moved, vinyl well, like blue. Like Transistors stars are never I'm more shown. Like when vocal flow brings it all down and ruins. Due to a clue of a naughty noise called fuck tunes. with a new style, bowels are cleaned and loaded for salute, chances with the choice standing steady like my mouth. Please. paragraph picture is, is now introduced, drums are heard sounding off in each and every person, propo confetti is thrown atop at stage, roses and violets on proper for throwing for showing appreciation, why, this is a daisy age, hands won't sweat cause there's no threat, Michael stay dry while waiting so Rhymes aren't fables, but stable to keep on-time company markets marketing and they will speak a to This bitch will fit with every consumer. Microphone use and self will start blooming. Profit and cost could never be lost or due to a clue of a naughty noise called plug 2. Things
0: at the sight of a method the depth of ending yeah Boy, that De La Soul sounds hot right now Welcome back to Keeping It Real with Film Gordon I am Tim Gordon again Joined by Charles Kirkland again uh, Coming up in our next segment Greta opens in theaters this weekend I'm going to have a nice Greta review for you To let you know what I think about this movie You want to stay tuned for that Coming up now Our next guest Wow What can I say about this young lady here The the HNIC Or at least to me At Adobe Radio Because she's not the the head of Adobe Radio But she's like the highest ranking person over there I know Uh, A woman who represents Not just black girl magic But the intellectualism of black girl magic in a way that i love and i love having this sister on our show uh she's twinning with her sister who i always tease <laughs> him as like a salt and pepper thing it's just amazing to watch the shereen nicole is now joining us Shireen, how are you
6: i am doing well
0: <laughs> yeah you know I, I worked on that i worked on that intro all last night i wanted it to be nice and hot when you came in
6: it was lovely i just want to know what the n and h n i c stand for well,
2: no no you don't no you don't <laughs> I, <laughs> i'm hoping well first of you all know you have to you, 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 <laughs> you gotta ask now
0: you gotta ask vigo mortensen that, that's <laughs> I, I was
6: hoping that it was something more like nubian
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the head nubian in charge yes so shereen welcome to the show um uh, we just got out our last segment, uh, or our last two segments. We had Wilson Morales from BlackFilm.com who gave us a little bit of his Oscar kind of perspective. Of course, Kevin Sampson came on. Uh, but now what we did not get a chance to talk about was the movie that won Best Picture on Sunday night. A movie that uh, I guess last week, two-time Oscar winner Russell Williams said that uh, the Academy will always pick the softer choice when it comes to movies about race, when they have an option. So between Black Klansmen and Green Book, of course, the old guard will pick Green Book. A film that I think is nowhere near the best picture of the year. <laughs> A film that is severely flawed. What is your take on the Green Book win on Sunday, as well as the campaign that led to Green Book even being a nominee?
6: Okay, so nobody's prepared for this, right? Because (laughs) usually I come in and I rip a film apart. Everyone knows that. Yes. (laughs) Expectation of me. And I have to say, before any of y'all get angry, no, Green Book should not have even been nominated for Best Picture. Let me put that there. So we're sitting that right there. That's the first marker. Right. Secondly, I found Green Book to be rather pleasant. It didn't bother me when I saw it. Maybe it's because the white savior and the magical Negro elements were so balanced that it seemed like a buddy film to me. But in retrospect, I see what everybody's saying about the film. But I want to say this. At best, Green Book is a glorified after-school special, okay? hmm When the movie came out of festival season, it was dead. It was dead. No one was seeing it. No one was talking about it. It was over until we, and when I say we, I'm just going to include all of the black people. We didn't all do it, but we're in this together. We started talking about Green Book. We started talking about maligning it, talking about it. I thought that the only thing to take away from Green Book was Dr. Don Shirley and uh, Mahershala Ali's wonderful performance and the idea that, that Don Shirley took that trip on his own and was inspired by Nat King Cole. Okay, so I, we have all of that there. But the film is neither good enough nor bad enough for all of this conversation, so what did we do? we decided to go on a massive Destroy Green Book campaign. So we kept talking about it. We kept writing about it. We kept breaking it down. We kept attacking people on the internet. And all we did for the last six months is talk about Green Book. No wonder the Academy voted for it. It's all we've ever, we've all we've talked about. Meanwhile, we owe Barry Jenkins a massive apology because Bill Street, which is an amazingly well done film, beautifully written, beautifully shot, beautifully acted, is not even nominated. They had 10 slots. They nominated eight films, two of which didn't belong there. And let me tell you something. I love Freddie Mercury. I love Queen and I love Rami Malik. Nowhere in anybody's books should Bohemian Rhapsody have been nominated for Best Picture and nowhere on earth should Green Book have won. So what I'm going to tell y'all is this, talk about the things that you love, yes we have to take some problems down, something like Confederate from HBO, yeah we needed to talk about that to take that down. Green Book wasn't worth talking about and Bill Street was and we owe Barry Jenkins an apology.
0: That is Shireen Nicole from Adobe radio that's joining us uh, in our third segment here. Um, (laughs) Can't follow that. Um, What did you think about uh, Spike Lee? And I talked about this in the last segment that it's kind of backwards to give somebody a a lifetime, you know, kind of an honorary Oscar. And then two years later, give them a competitive Oscar. Um, (laughs) Talk about, talk about, 32 years of Spike Lee waiting for this magical night. to, And when I say magical night, he already had an honorary Oscar that he he got like in a November ceremony. But he's in the big room, on the big stage, in front of the world, with a film that many people thought was one of the strongest films of the year, a film of now. Talk about your feelings about Spike Lee finally getting his Oscar, albeit not as Best Director, but a Screenplay Oscar.
6: Okay, so when I was sitting with my assistant, we were actually in L.A. uh, right after the Oscars. That night, we were sitting in a hotel watching the highlights. And when I heard Samuel L. Jackson shout out Morehouse, I was like, oh, oh. And then when Spike ran up stage and jumped into Samuel L. Jackson's arms, let me tell y'all something. That was so much joy for me. I was overjoyed. Does Spike deserve his Oscars? Yes, he does. Has he made some missteps? Yes, he has. But we're not going to talk about that because that misstep (laughs) is on Netflix. Anyway, hmm, the point being is that it's amazing to see Spike get this Oscar. Yes, it's a little backwards, but as I was telling Tim last night, I think that what we're seeing is some kind of corrective measures from years of Oscar so white right and i'm not talking about on stage which is true but um to use um the term in the voting room the mm. voters the, the voting block look at look at what it was and so a lot of people were not getting their accolades when they earned them we talked about denzel not getting his accolades when he earned them so i think that the corrective measures that have been taken to balance out the voting we're now seeing the results of that. You know, we're seeing Mahersha Ali win, two in three years. And of course, he's so brilliant that we, we want that. Regina King winning her Oscar, because let me tell you again, She was magnificent in Bill Street, among a cast of magnificent actors. So I I said it then, I said, any one of the family members of that family of Trish, um, Titus, could have won a supporting Oscar. Regina King should, and she did. So I think a lot of what we're seeing is corrective. And it's good, it's just sad, because yes, Spike earned it from Malcolm X. Without a doubt, earned it from Malcolm X. Um, there's a lot of merit to black Klansmen. People have their problems to, um, for and against, but there's a lot of merit. He's had a stellar career, so yes, let's give him his accolades. Did that right. answer the question?
0: Well, yeah, that did answer the question. Even as you, some, somebody must be listening. You heard her phone go off, boo doop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I apologize. <laughs> no, don't, don't worry.
2: His is going off at the same time on the wow. other side. So, so, yeah, all right. So, I got a stereo going all right, on here. so hold on a second. So, we covered Spike
0: Lee, we covered Green Book. Uh Ruthie Carter wins an Oscar after 30 plus years. Uh, you know, Spike she worked on the first ten films of Spike Lee and also this yes. other work, as well as Hannah Beachler. Uh is that or is it Beechler. 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 Hannah Beechler? Hannah um, yep, so Beaker. Um <laughs> Yeah, so so talk to me. I mean, those were magical moments. Those okay. were magical moments on Sunday night.
6: Yeah, you know, um, it, it wasn't the rain. I mean, it wasn't my eyes. It was the rain. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't yeah. crying. It was just, you know, <laughs> too, too, it was too much happening in the <laughs> atmosphere. But yeah, I was just to to watch Ruthie Carter win again. She's earned it before. Mm. To see her to finally get it. Um, to see Hannah Beekler just come on up and and then take her Oscar. It was an amazing feeling. It just, I don't really know how to explain it. I, I remember when Halle Berry won her Oscar and whatever problems I had with Monster Ball, Monster's Ball, I just was overjoyed, you know, because I felt like the chains had been moved. And yet the chains have barely moved since. So on this night, seeing Ruthie Carter win the same time that the man who opened the doors for her won, yeah, I, I okay, I cried. You want to hear it? I cried.
2: Amen, amen. I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, the, the Oscars went so far this this year. I mean, we had a foreign language winner. We had uh, uh, Cuaron it was also nominated for Best Pitcher and was in the running for winning Best Picture by, on most people's ballots. Uh, I think Oscar did a lot of good in giving the awards and, and being diverse, but they could have gone just that last little step in, in that Best Picture Oscar and just sealed the deal and say, we're a progressive uh, a unit here. And I, I think they kind Amen. of failed Amen. where Amen. They, they had the opportunity to show that they had really progressed. They gave you seven people who are
0: African-American or African Winning Oscars, three Mexican <laughs>
2: Americans. Come on, man! In twenty, <laughs> in twenty-three categories, they gave you almost half. I, I'm saying I recognize that they, that they, we've come a long way. That they've come a long, but long way. But
6: nobody gave
2: it to us. Well, and I gave it to you. I'm just saying that I think that then years
0: past. There have always been people who have been deserving, but you didn't have a voting body. Cheryl Boone Isaacs gets a lot of credit for what happened Sunday night because she spent four years diversifying the Academy's uh, voting block. But you're right. Nobody gave it to them. But I'm just saying that you're going to have every year. You're not going to have what we had this year. 2018 was really, really special. I think, Shireen, you would even acknowledge that. That with Ava DuVernay, Barry Jenkins, Spike Lee, Steve McQueen, Ryan Coogler, uh, George Tillman, all Peter these, Ramsey. all these guys directed movies in the same year. You're not going to get that again for a minute, uh, or the well, timing don't of know.
6: that. I The hope is is that maybe this is the snowball, and then it will begin to get momentum. We'll have to see because we don't want the Oscars to take corrective measures, quote unquote, back the other way. But I think when you look at the Best Picture nominees. There's there's more than one misstep here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you got ten slots. You nominated eight films. Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't belong there. Green Book doesn't belong there. I mean, I think we can all agree to that, right?
0: Well, I wouldn't say Green Book doesn't belong there. I think Green Book has earned the right to be an Oscar nominee. Now, what I, I have voted for it for, for Best Picture. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, I, I I don't have a problem with it being there. I had a problem with it winning. Uh, Because of the perspective Bohemian Rhapsody We're on the same page I absolutely don't think That that is a Best picture caliber film Because if you would Nominate that For best picture um, I would offer up You could have have Nominated Destroyer For best picture You could have Nominated uh, uh, What was the the, the Ethan Hawke movie Uh, First Reform First Reform Should have been A best picture nominee I mean uh, hell, have, yeah.
1: or,
6: blind spotting,
2: or sorry to blind you could have been a Oscar spotting, yeah,
6: definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Charles, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: I, I was, I was just saying, agreeing. Blind spotting. Even, even the wife should have been could have been uh, best picture because you have right. an Oscar if you, if It's all about one performance, right? I mean, co- right. Co- I mean so, so I mean,
0: so yeah. I mean, I think, I think cool. what we've seen, Shireen, is that it's about who markets a movie the best. You know, you the, 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 well, go ahead. We
6: won't shut up about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got less than a minute left, Serene. Uh, closing thoughts for you, because Charles is going to jump in. And I was going to
2: say, over. in other words, Serene says we need to be more positive and less negative. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's well, basically what Serene is saying. We need to balance
6: saying. it out. Like like every time we maligned Green Book, we needed to uplift Bill Street because we again owe oh, Barry Jenkins a massive apology. Mm-hmm. Bill Street was amazing. It should definitely be up there among those best picture nominees
0: all right shereen uh we're gonna let you go right now um much to my chagrin because i you know i could just sit here charles was laughing because every time you went on a rant i just kind of leaned back took my headphones off and was like smiling like mm-hmm. shereen doing what shereen does uh, <laughs> shereen where
6: that can people
0: i know that's right so where can uh, people read your content or follow you
6: Let's see, Um, you can't really follow me, I don't do much on social media, but you can definitely read some of the things that I'm writing on Adobe.com, that's I-D-O-B-I.com, I've got some pieces on Blacklist, their blog, I've got some pieces um, on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm also going to be doing some other things that you can find, so you just have to do a search for me and you will find me, and also listen to Geek Girl Riot on Adobe Radio on Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern.
0: Once again, the Shereen Nicole from Adobe Radio. Shereen, thank you as always. You are absolutely amazing every time you come on.
6: Oh, Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I wanted to get that off my chest, so thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, dear. You take care. I will talk at you soon.
6: Okay, you guys too. Bye, Charles.
0: All right. See you. All right, and of course, that was Shereen Nicole uh, from Adobe Radio. Always an amazing guest So I wanted to make sure I say it to her And after she leaves You guys keep it where you got it We're going to come back with the one movie That I will review this week And of course that film is Greta You guys keep it where you got it We'll be right back
4: Mirror, mirror on the wall
0: Welcome back to the show. And of course, this week's reviews are brought to you by TheFilmGordon.com. Experience film through the eyes of a true film addict. Check out all of our film content at TheFilmGordon.com. There's one film that I saw this week in films. There's several that are opening, but one that we're going to talk about. But before we do that, let's cue the music. right this week we start and end with a film with a with the uh, acclaimed cast I will say that and of course that film is Greta now this psychological thriller uh, follows a young woman that befriends a lonely widow who's harboring a dark and deadly agenda toward her Directed by Oscar winner Neil Jordan and co-written by Ray Wright and Jordan. The film stars Oscar nominee Isabel Hubert, Chloe Grace Moritz, Ma- Maika Mo- Monroe, Colin Fiore, and Stephen Ray. Whew, tore those names up. My apologies, crew. Now, and let's listen to a clip from Greta.
3: The
1: Bit like you. Promises a lot then disappoints. Okay. I deserve better. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. You can't do this to me. To ask. Are you a child? No, you're the child. You need someone to love. You need a mother to hold you. You love someone and you'll fight to love. We both know it's true. Don't you
5: dare talk to me about my mother. Darling, don't you understand?
1: She had to die.
5: She <laughs> had to die by me!
0: <laughs> Are you out of your mind? You
1: just can She's got it.
0: it's All right, an earnest young woman finds a purse on the subway and her act of kindness returning it to his owner begins a slow descent into madness in a story that clearly was better on paper than being executed on screen. Now, Frances, played by Moretz, and her friend Erica, played by Monroe, are two carefree women living their best lives. After finding an abandoned purse on the train, she returns to an appreciative older French woman, Greta, played by Hubert. And soon the two are spending time together, close as two peas in a pod. But when information is discovered that shows that the kindly new friend is hiding a secret, their relationship takes a twisted, strange turn, which reveals how duplicitous Greta really is. Now, headlined by celebrated French actress and Oscar nominee Hubert and co-written and directed by Oscar winner, winner Neil Jordan, Greta is a film that starts with great promise only to fall apart like a flimsy house of cards when logic and common sense enter the equation. It's also interesting to see Marenz, who cut her teeth as a baby badass in the kick-ass franchise on the other side as a victim in this story. She brings a credible amount of vulnerability to the proceedings, but the screenplay to me, had too many facepalm moments to really take it seriously. Now, Hubert's casting is also fascinating due to the fact that she built her career with a string of thought-provoking, serious, dramatic portrayals. Now, the opportunity to cut loose and play an Alex Forrest-type character from Fatal Attraction must have been enticing, but where Glenn Close found restraint amid the madness, Hubert with Jordan's erection becomes unhinged and never quite manages to display the empathy in her deranged portrayal. The result of all of this is a spectacular and glorious failure for this celebrated cast and early candidate for one of the worst movies of 2019. Greta is a mess and it squanders the talents of his amazing cast in front of and behind the camera. The distributor also knew, which is why they dumped this movie in theaters, inconspicuously late in February. How the mighty have fallen. Neil Jordan, look in the mirror. You better than this, dog. Like, same thing I would say to Spike Lee. You better than this. Gave this movie a D minus. Not quite an F, because I thought there was some stuff that was in it that, as I said earlier on, made sense. But, boy, does this thing spiral out of control quickly in the second and third acts. So, that's what I have on Greta. And that's all I got for this week as well. On behalf of the team that holds it down for me, my, my producer, Jessica Sturgis, the associate producer, and the most selfish man on radio, Charles Kirkland, I am Tim Gordon, and as I tell you guys every week in closing... Please see something good at the movies. Greta is not the answer. See something else. (laughs) Until next week, I am out. Peace.